right, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do to support not only the Lakers Fast Break and Pop Culture Cosmos and Inside Sports Fantasy Football, but all the great things that everyone here does, including Lakerholics.com, the NBA Draft Junkies, and of course, the Run to Floor podcast as well. It is truly appreciated. <sighs> That's all I can do right now is just exhale because you know what? The Lakers escaped. And there's no better way to say it is that they escaped with a miraculous shot at the buzzer by Anthony Davis, a three-pointer to win the game 105-103 in game two over the Denver Nuggets. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and first and compliment the Denver Nuggets coaching staff because in the second half, they did a whale of a job making the adjustments necessary to come back from 16 points down. But the Lakers did just enough, just enough, as you can hear, my voice is going out too as well because I was screaming nonstop in the second half. But you know what? They played a hell of a game, and they deserve all the credit in the world. But the Lakers did manage to go ahead and sneak out a victory. And today with me are five awesome people as far as total, including myself. I'm going to go ahead first to my good friend. you got to go ahead and support him today at NBA Draft Junkies where there are row after row after row on YouTube of videos detailing a lot of the prospects coming up in the NBA draft. There's no better place to catch any information that you need for the NBA draft this year than NBA draft junkies. And Raphael Barlow is the man indeed. Raphael, I'm going to be hearing from some Laker fans here in a minute, some diehard ones. So before we get to that, I want to hear from you as far as the impression that the Denver Nuggets made for you in that second half. They, I mean, they. It's the. It's just consistent with what we've seen from them all playoffs. They, they don't get down on themselves. They keep playing. Um, they're competitive, and what a heartbreaker! Um, yeah, I mean that was, that was probably one of the worst ways to lose. I think two point six seconds. 40. Yeah, two point six seconds. Uh, Murray came up with a big block. Um, you know, it's it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of the uh, the Clippers Mavericks game when Luca hit that hit the big shot, and when mm-hmm. you watch the the replay, the first thing you're thinking is why did Plumlee just not follow AD? It's like he stopped and then he pointed. no screen or anything. I mean, he just yeah. So, um, and I, I mean, I guess on one hand you can say he was covering LeBron, but he just left AD open. But then. You know, what a luxury for the Lakers to be able to run like a a screen for a game-winning three for your first-team all-NBA, all-defensive center. <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, earlier, I wanted to say, I know a lot of people are, are uh, even on Twitter, are uh, kidding uh, Maria Taylor about uh, her for just forgetting and leaving him off the ballot. Everybody makes mistakes like that, and she does a great job normally, but... Come on, Twitter. I'm just looking on Twitter right now as far as it's concerned. She's getting a little bit of flack and feedback because of what happened today. Come on, lay off her. You can't make that mistake, though. You cannot make that mistake. I know. It's it's hard. I don't care your gender. 
Ray gets a come on man on and, and anywhere. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, I can't. True, he is six ten, so it's hard man. to miss him actually, you know. So right. uh, I, I get that. But <laughs> just a miraculous <laughs> shot. And uh you know what? I'm gonna go ahead with the mastermind of Lakerholics.com himself. I'm not gonna ask him to sing a cappella. Because I, even it would be hard for me right now to sing a cappella, all the screaming that I did. But he is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You know there's going to be a lot of conversation ahead at Lakerholics.com. So please be part of it today. And Laker Tom, I see that smile beaming across right now. It's coming through over the social media outlet known as Facebook Live. And I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. It was very concerning what the Lakers did because... You know, in that especially in that latter half of the fourth quarter, you know, when they they just packed the paint and made it so tough for LeBron to go ahead and try anything as far as going and getting into the paint, they they really stepped up their defense, and I give Denver a lot of kudos for that. But again, the Lakers overcame all that and secured the victory. Well, you have to give a lot of credit to the Denver Nuggets. Um, that was that was a heroic effort. Um, I pretty much thought that was the one game out of five that I gave him. Um, sorry to take it back, but that's the way the ball bounces. Um, I, I love the way that Anthony Davis took over the second half. I loved how LeBron carried the club in the first half. Um, we got out to, I think it was 16 or 17 point lead at one point. So we definitely had them under control. Um, this kid Dozier came back and made some great plays, uh, some great attacks to the but rim. He missed four free throws. He missed four free throws. So I was sitting there saying, "Clutch rookie, clutch rookie," and uh, he missed those. And uh, Joker missed a couple <laughs> of free throws too. Yes. Um, and we shot sixteen out of seventeen free throws, which really, I mean, that's one or unusual for us, unless it's just, eighteen out of eighteen out of nineteen. Eighteen out of nineteen, unless it's eight, unless it's eighty shooting them all of them. Uh, it's hard for us to replicate that. Um, the the Javel McGee experiment really made me angry because I knew you were going to say that. I, I just absolutely. Um, and you know that could have cost us the game because we really struggled when he was out there. And I don't know what it is with Javel, whether it's because he just doesn't seem to have the energy or lift, and and he struggles to hold onto the ball and struggles to make the right play. Um, Kyle Kuzma struggled at times great. as well. I thought Howard came in and played great. Um, I really, you know, listen, I'm the small ball guru of the of the site, but I thought that Frank made a mistake uh, not having Howard in there earlier. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm guessing that we didn't do as well with Morris at center uh, in this particular game as we've done in previous games. And I thought Frank was a little late to, to make that change. Um, LeBron ran out of gas at the end and made several poor plays, including an air ball three. Well, again, uh, I think it's to the point where they packed it in. Hold on, hold on, Laker Tom. You got to remember, in that last minute or two, they packed the paint in very tightly. It made it extremely difficult for LeBron to go ahead and drive it in. Yeah, but that's no excuse. LeBron just didn't have it in him in those last few plays. Um, and we were lucky that we have a second superstar on the lineup that could pull it out. Those last two threes he made were were really the game winners. Um, KCP, I thought, had a great block on Murray, and that was an incredible tip that Joker got in there. There's a little bit of luck there and getting that shot, but you got to give Denver credit. 
Uh, I think it's a sweep now. I think they lost their one chance for that one game. I I'm agree. It's hard for them to recover, even though we're going home to the Denver virtual fans. Um, <laughs> at any rate, uh, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers at times played sensational defense. The Nuggets at times came back on it really well. Um, they're a better team by far than the Rockets and the uh, Blazers were, but the Lakers are are still so far ahead of them that I don't I don't see how they can come back and win a game at this point in time. Uh, I'm going to bring out the broom right now. I think it's going to be a sweep. The Lakers in for that. Go here we go. My gosh! All right. Well, also with us today is a good man indeed. He's one of the blog editors for Lakerholics.com. And I'll tell you what, Jamie, I know your time is limited with us today, but I want to hear your impressions. First off, I want to ask you this. You know, I want to give credit to Aaron Foster, who uh, is a friend of mine. Uh, he is uh, he's actually a boyfriend of of my sister-in-law. And he was actually uh, we we're watching it and he was streaming uh, from a different location while watching it. And he picked out that the Lakers went for eight straight three pointers at the end of the game. And that's a recipe most times for disaster. I want to hear your thoughts on continuously going to it. I think that was basically by design for the Denver Nuggets because, again, they packed the paint, which LeBron's, you know, as Laker Tom says, they, you know, LeBron, even superhuman himself, is supposed to go around four different players, you know, just to get to the basket because that's what he or says. Get, or get the ball to one of those guys on the outside who's going to be open. Well, when he they tried to, but he got a, he got a, admittedly, he got an offensive foul on one of them. But I, need I digress. I want to hear your thoughts on what in the second half the Denver did so right and, and what in the first, what does the Lakers need to do to go ahead and keep this going, to go ahead and fulfill Laker Tom's prophecy of a sweep? I, I mean, I don't know that they can fulfill that prophecy. I think it still may end up, being a game where two goes Denver's way. I thought Denver kind of found a way to stay in the game better today. You know, there's, there's that, always that moment in a playoff series. I feel like where the team that's not expected to win, like kind of uncovers, I don't want to say like a secret formula or whatever, but like they just find the right combination of guys. They find the right strategy to use on a team that kind of evens the playing field. And for Denver tonight, I thought that the way they, they basically said, take the three like they gave that's the shot they gave up they chose to give up the three-point shot and the lakers weren't able to knock enough of them down to uh pull away in the second half uh and that's one of my issues with the lakers being you know a three-point shooting team in that we're not <laughs> we're just not a good three-point shooting team danny green i you know keep waiting for danny green to have that game or series he did or, have a couple he, he, today he, yeah, but I mean, I think he shot like four for ten, uh, and a lot of those. Well, four for ten. Uh, if, you know, if, you're, if you're talking about from the three point area, I mean, he three for not, ten. It's not terrible. Thirty percent. Terrible. Thirty percent. Three for ten. Yeah, three, three for, for ten. ten. I was so. I mean, he's that's like average Danny Green, right? Like, and and I think we shot under thirty seven percent from three, which is you know we need to shoot better than that if we're going to rely on the three point shot. So. It's not a weapon that the Lakers are either good at or comfortable using, um, and we're not designed to win that way. So I think that we'll see a lot more of that going forward from Denver. Um, I think we'll end up seeing a little bit of – I know. Hold on a sec. Uh, it's just one of those things where I, I think that we, we'll see a lot more of this going forward. 
And as we go, as we see more of this going forward, it's going to be interesting to see if the Lakers can, what the Laker adjustment is. I was actually thinking at some point in the second half that even though Jokic is probably going to eat more saliva, we might end up seeing a little more small ball from the Lakers than we saw today. Um, just to try to get another decent three point shooter out there. Um, I don't know if that's what we'll do or not. Uh, it, it just wouldn't surprise me. Uh, to see an adjustment like that from Vogel. Uh, we did only see uh, 13 minutes, I think, of Dwight Howard tonight uh, compared to a little bit more. Yeah, 13 minutes. Uh, he had a pretty good game. I don't know if Frank was thinking that Denver was expecting Dwight Howard to come in. I I'm not sure why he played so sparingly. Uh, I kind of agree with LT on that. I thought like 20 minutes of, of Dwight Howard would make more sense. Um, but, it, you know, it is what it is. and regardless of how it all worked out, the Lakers walked away with a W and uh, for, for Laker fans, that's the most important thing. And I, I, yeah, that's a heartbreaking way for the nuggets to lose. That's one of those, it's one of those moments that it, 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 it could tilt the series, but I don't see that happening with this team. The, the, the one defining trait of Denver is they are like the Terminator. Like you blow them up, you shoot them in the head, you push them off a cliff they climb back up, they get back up, and they come and they keep attacking. So I don't expect for that to change. Uh, and I wonder that we might just see more of that, pack the paint and let them cast off from three and live with it. You know, you got to live with something in the NBA. You, you take something away, you give something up. It's the cardinal rule. And I think Mike Malone and company are going to be just fine letting them chuck threes uh, at a rate that we're not really comfortable or built to, built to sustain. Well, hopefully it will continue as far as the success for the Lakers so we can say hasta la vista, baby, to the Nuggets. But again, <laughs> it's still up in the air with the Lakers having a two games to zero lead. But also with us today is another blog editor for Lakerholics.com and Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. you got to be satisfied that the Lakers were able to pull it out. How was the first half? Let's talk about a little bit about the first half and what the Lakers did right because they built up to a 16-point lead and Alex Caruso was a major factor involved in that. Yeah, he was, Gerald. Um, both LeBron and uh, Alex, looked to me, made a concerted effort to be aggressive, to put the pressure on the Nuggets' defense and to adjust to their synergy again. I mean, <clears throat> I, I really like the two of them playing together, and uh, Vogel's been able to find a combination of players to surround them, usually AD, and then uh, you've seen KCP a lot in the lineups that are favorable as far as plus-minus goes. And then it's usually a, a mixture of a Danny Green or, or someone else. Um, I, I really, I thought the first half was, again, I think AD just is treading water again. He's kind of figuring out when to assert himself, when he ne really needs to turn it on. And he was capable of doing this in the regular season by himself with the Pelicans because, he, quite honestly, he didn't really have a veteran like LeBron who has a sixth sense of when to just put your foot down on the gas and just go. He never really had that. Now he does. And he doesn't really need to – it's not communicative with them now. One of them knows when to turn it on, and the other one know, knows when they can, you know, chill out. That That's basically what it's come down to. 
And I feel comfortable with that. And again, this was just Anthony Davis doing what he did before, except this was in the playoffs. And he hit that amazing three over uh, KD and Russ. And uh, he shown himself capable of just being able to take the last shot and living with the results. Raphael, I want to ask you this uh, about the competition in the first half between Michael Porter Jr. versus Kyle Kuzma. It seemed to suck a lot of the life out of the, what was going on as far as the lead is concerned. And because it became a distraction for the Lakers because Kyle was trying to do everything he could to try and match up with whatever Michael Porter Jr. was doing. Yeah, I mean, he just has to know his role, that he is arguably their third option. And you can't just get caught up in those individual matchups. Um, but that's that's the thing about having veterans on the team. They, um, you know, they were able, I'm sure they gave him, <laughs> they gave him a few <laughs> words <laughs> at, at halftime. So, um, but yeah, I mean, but, you know, he just got caught up in the whole little individual thing. And I'm sure there were jokes on Twitter about it. Oh, absolutely, because Kyle Kuzma clearly uh, did not win that one-on-one matchup. Laker Tom, and he's not a one-on-one guy. No, <laughs> That's no, just, no, but he thinks he is. That's the he's, problem. Yeah, I was gonna say he he thinks he believes he is. Yes. He will be on the team they trade him to. Oh, <laughs> Laker Tom. Oh well, Laker Tom. Okay, Laker Tom. I'm gonna tell you right now. You see, see this. This is a ticket. This is a ticket that oh I'm holding God. that I'm not yet going to go ahead and cash in. <laughs> on the Rondo train. So because playoff Rondo was not there today, we got a okay enough Rondo to get the job done, but it certainly wasn't a, a performance that we've seen in the past week. And which to me was to be expected because I knew at some point he's going to come down to earth, but he, he just didn't seem when he was in there that the offense flowed as well, which is what he's supposed to be in there for when LeBron's out or when LeBron is playing off the ball. I want to hear your thoughts on playoff Rondo not getting it done as well tonight. Well, I think when you when you look at the stats, and uh, one of the things that jumps out, and, and I think which is a real difference in this game as to why it was a close game, um, were the turnovers. We had 24 turnovers. Ridiculous amount. LeBron had six turnovers. Rondo had five. Rondo had Rondo five. Had five. And Kuzma yeah. had four turnovers. That's inexcusable. Um, and then when you look at the whole situation about Rondo, one of the things that really disturbed me, as I said earlier, was that we were not getting good results when we had Morris in there and LeBron and we were playing really small. Um, they were killing us on the boards. They were driving to the rim and getting layups and nobody was protecting the rim. Um, we had a minus eight when Morris was in the game and a plus 10 when Howard was in the game. And yet Howard played very few minutes. Um, I think this was an adjustment that, and then you also take the fact that we wasted, I mean, how many minutes did uh, JaVale play? He ended up playing uh, 12 minutes. You were he just, lost 12 minutes there. You were just going to die on that hill, aren't you? You are just going to die on that hill. Let me, let me make the point. You lost 20 minutes in the game when you're not playing your best players and your best combinations. And one of the things that Rondo really needs in order to be effective on the court is he needs to have a dunker. He plays much better when there's somebody that can get those lob passes because that's one of the things he really does well when he penetrates. When he penetrates and he doesn't have a dunker to throw that lob pass to, that eliminates one-third of his options. 
Um, so I think the adjustment we're going to see in the next game is that McGee is not going to start. Howard is going to start. And the Lakers are going to take care of the ball. If there was a sign of overconfidence on the Lakers' part and not taking Denver seriously enough, it's the way they handle the ball. Because these weren't great steals. These were sloppy turnovers. Guys dropping the ball out of bounds. LeBron throwing passes that had no chance to get through the through the lane. And, and just silly turnovers. Uh, Kuzma missed two or three easy fast break opportunities in the first half. McGee missed two or three right under the rim opportunities in the first half. We played a lackadaisical game, and we were fortunate that Anthony Davis saved our butts. Um, and we aren't going to make that mistake again. I think that they're going to come out, and uh, even though we're going back to the Denver virtual fans, we're going to take the next two games <laughs> and come home to Los Angeles with a sweep. You just love that. stressing that. I will say I, this. I, I, oh, go ahead, Sean. I'll, I'll hold you in a sec. I want to say this in regards to Dwight Howard. you got to remember why he only played 13 minutes. Five fouls. He gets yeah, himself into yeah, foul trouble was, real quickly. So if you start him, he wasn't on. He wasn't on the court until very late in both of those situations. But I'm just telling to you right now, out, then, you know? five fouls in 13 minutes. If you start right. him, if you start him, well, you one are, of them was are a game block that should have been contested. Well, it doesn't matter. It's doesn't got matter. Foul. It's a foul. But I'm just telling you right now, if you start him. You can be prepared for him to go out quickly with foul trouble. That is always a possibility with him. <laughs> Sean, I want to ask you this. I mean, you know, you hear Laker Tom stressing for a starting for Dwight Howard, and I'm not saying I disagree with him because uh, I know he wants JaVale McGee out of there as fast as possible out of the starting lineup. He but, wants to package him in a trade. Yeah, yeah. already <laughs> during the season, during the playoffs, if he can. <laughs> Anything at this point when it comes to developing oh for him. But regardless, yeah, I, mean, I want to hear your apprehension or maybe you are actually all the way totally behind Laker Tom when it comes to starting Dwight Howard. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. You're on mute. You're on mute, Magic Man. <laughs> I can't unmute you. We couldn't, we couldn't hear you. You're on mute still. Uh, yes, yes. There uh, you go. The bell, the bell told ah yes yes it's eight that's right the the famous the infamous bells that you have right there okay (laughs) i feel like at uh, count dracula's castle when you when that happens so go ahead (laughs) oh i was actually gonna say i'm in i'm in total agreement um dwight howard should be inserted into the starting lineup um I, i feel like sometimes he's imbalanced when he comes off the bench now and 
I think that Vogel has to shorten the front court at this point in the um, in the playoffs anyway. We've got a best of five coming up. We need to win two out of the five. I think if he shorten the rotations where it was just uh, AD, White, and uh, Keith, that it would create some more uh, balance and some symbiosis with uh, balancing, you know, either Kuz, LeBron, KCP, and then, you know, our front court, a uh, backcourt, excuse me. I think uh, AC is playing really well. He's going to be in there. And I think, you know, you got to find some combination where Rondo and Danny Green can be out there too. So this has to be like an eight to nine man rotation at this point. Jamie, I want to go ahead and ask you this because they were very successful in that second half. Denver was with what the, the they were doing, the schemes. They were throwing a lot of junk defenses at the Lakers. And again, in that when it got when it came down to those crucial points in time, they were packing in the paint and making LeBron do other things that he was not as comfortable with doing. So I want to hear your thoughts on how the Lakers can combat that and what they can do to go ahead if the Denver, which they will most assuredly do, try once again in Game 3. I guess two things I can try. Uh, one, uh, and this is almost never comes out of my mouth, but the Lakers can go small. Uh, I think if, go, if they go small when uh, Jokic goes to the bench, they got a pretty good chance of at least treading water uh, on the glass and in the, on, the, on the points. Uh, and the other is to put just keep another ball handler out there all, at all times. Um, if it's Caruso, you know that's kind of a ball handler light. Uh, you know he's he's not a great great point guard. He's kind of more of like a jack of all trades point point guard, uh, and maybe a little more Rondo um, than you know we've seen so far. So I think those are the two things because I I feel like one of the ways you can get out of that paint packing is if you have shooters on the floor and you put LeBron in the post, uh, you know, LeBron, LeBron can back his man down. There's not too many guys that can hang with him. And when they double or triple him, he'll kick it out. Uh, so I, I think that that's going to be the Lakers adjustment to the paint packing in the second game. I don't know if it'll happen like right off the bat or second half or what have you, but that would be my guess. Um, uh, you know, in, in terms of who starts Dwight or JaVale, I, I don't think it matters because one way or another, you know, <laughs> I think that, the well, I just think that the fouls are going to be, the fouls aren't going to go the way they went in either game one or game two going forward. There's not going to be like a 12 foul discrepancy between the teams. Uh, I feel like this always happens in the playoffs. Some team, you know, early on gets a bunch of free throws. The other team whines about it in the post game. Then the next game, they get a bunch of free throws. And then the refs basically just stop calling fouls. And it's like a mm-hmm. hockey game for like, a, you know, for the rest of the series. And that's sort of what I also expect, expect to happen uh, going forward. So I kind of expect Dwight to pick up more fouls. I expect, you know, everybody to be in either foul trouble or, you know, superstars having to sit out on both teams. And it's going to come down to which, you know, role player can step up and make a couple of buckets or make a couple of plays. Um, I'd be fine with Dwight Howard starting. I'd be fine. I'm fine with JaVale starting. I don't see, you know, the difference isn't so much on offense as it is on defense. Um, I think Dwight is by far the superior defender. Uh, He's, much quicker, moves laterally better, still has 
for a guy who's gone through multiple back surgeries, still has great lift. Uh, he's in great shape. Um, you know, kudos to him and the, his his uh, his training staff. Almost um, hit his head on the rim when he came from behind on a block, which I, is already caught a foul. If you saw that, he almost hit his head on the rim. Mm-hmm. No, he's a, he's a, he's yeah. still got it, man. He's still got every. I mean, maybe he's not like he's jumping horseman. over. Yeah, exactly. He, maybe he's not jumping over a, a Kia or something like that in a dunk contest or whatever. Well, that was Blake Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Like, he in terms of NBA impact, his athleticism is still elite. Uh, I consider it to be elite at any rate. Um, so I, I, either way, I mean, I, I can see, I can see bonuses to having Dwight start. Um, I feel like if he gets the problem being is what if he does get into foul trouble, JaVale starting. you save Dwight for when you specifically need him. You, it's, it's more of like a strategic deployment as opposed to if he picks up two fouls in the first quarter, three fouls, if you leave him in, that's shorten now he's done for the half. A, shorten the game to a 36 minute game. Well, <laughs> see, I, I think I it's think easier that's... than said than done. Um, I, that's just, I'm just, I'm not, like I said, I, if Dwight starts, I'm cool with it, but I won't be surprised if on, uh, when's the next game? Wednesday, Thursday? It's on something Tuesday. Like that. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, remember, right, they're, they're we're catching just skipping up. Monday. They're catching yeah, well, up. they're skipping Monday Night Football is what they're doing. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're saying first Monday Night Football, we'll let that one go, um, which is smart ratings wise because it's all about the ratings right now man um uh, you know it, it'll be interesting to see if they start dwight i i kind of don't think they will i think despite the closeness of the game despite the manner in which we want it i think that they're going to go back and say you know we can do enough adjusting to negate the paint packing um we'll try to foul a little bit less and we'll we'll hope to hit a couple more threes uh, i mean that's been ball. Take care well, of the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take care of the ball. Uh, and that's been Frank's MO. I mean, whether I agree with it or not, or anybody agrees with it or not, is, isn't really the point. Uh, that's what Frank does, <laughs> whether anybody likes it or not. So I expect him to continue to do that. Um, well, I, I, Magic Man, I know you interesting. Wa- Magic Man, I know you wanted to interject. Yeah, I just wanted to say, of, of you know, the three teams left, um, other than the Lakers, JaVale McGee is just the island of misfit toys as far as a matchup goes. <laughs> like, honestly, the yeah. way Denver plays, the way Boston plays, the way Miami plays, JaVale would be on that island of misfit toys. Be a perfect and he would be hunted. <laughs> yes, especially especially by uh, Spo and Stephen. So, yeah. I mean, if I'm Vogel, I'm looking at the at the, the three teams and thinking, yeah, Dwight has to play at least thirty minutes a game, at least. And he won't. He can't make it. it because of foul trouble. I'm telling you, with yeah, with Dwight I, Howard, I, I, it's a ticking time bomb. Either he gets the other team in foul trouble, or he gets himself in foul trouble. Sometimes it's both, and that's yeah. almost as good. Well, well, if if because it's Nicola who will be the guy in foul trouble. Yeah, but if I, I mean. Th- one of the reasons why the the O nine Magic made it to the finals was because they were able to keep White on the floor, so it, even when he was prone to foul trouble. They they surrounded him with competent defenders, and they surrounded him with shooters, and he was able to get in pick and roll situations or able to avoid those those spots that unfortunately gets involved in. Now with the Lakers, but I mean, if you just watched a little bit of film, 
from Mills 09 team, Dwight can do like Jamie said, and like and like Raphael said, Dwight can still do a lot of the same things he could do back then. But my gosh, maybe it's at a different speed. If he did ever, if he did ever embraced, if he did ever embraced the pick and roll, just mm-hmm. think of where he'd be right now. But again, Honestly, that's what that's what gosh. Raphael was saying, and I can't <laughs> I can't agree with him more on that. Especially when we had D'Antoni as a coach and Kobe, oh uh, yeah. that would have been. But they would play. They were the best team in the league the second half of the season. They, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think they were that, so that was far what... down, and yeah. then they end up making the playoffs. Well, I'll tell yeah. you. Well, I thought, I thought, I thought that was when Steve Nash embraced the role of spot up three point shooter, and mm-hmm. Dwight got his yeah. legs under him again after his yeah. first surgery. Yeah. Um, and you know that year, will... he still averaged like seventeen and like twelve, and you asked Laker fans, and they hated him. They thought he was the worst player ever. Yeah, no, nobody, I, nobody on this panel though. No, I, I, well, always, I wasn't I around then. I well, I was not. I wasn't around then either on this panel. So I will say that. Uh, but I do want to thank Dwight Howard forever for contributing his missed free throws to our two thousand nine championship. So I want, but I will say this. <laughs> It, it still came through. He is coming up. And Raphael, I want to hit you up with this. I mean, if you're Denver and you've had that kind of – like like uh, Magic Man was saying, you know, you had victory just snatched away from you, from the jaws of defeat. It was just do, 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 like that, just right out of there. I want to hear your thoughts on what you do, what you say to your team, and, and how they can actually go ahead after such an emotional loss – get back up to go ahead and compete once again, because they are proving to everyone out there that they are an extremely skilled team that can beat anyone in the NBA. Well, if there's a team that is, I guess, uh, can weather this storm, it's, it's Denver. I mean, being down 2-0, I mean, it, even though it is the Lakers, but being down 2-0, I mean, we've seen teams come back from down 2-0. But, I mean, they were last Sunday, a week ago at this time, give or take a few hours, they were down like 20 points facing the 3-1 deficit, and they came back and won. So um, I think for most teams, this would be a heartbreaker. I mean, it's still going to be a heartbreaker, but I should say most teams I don't think will be able to recover from it at all. And usually when you see a game like this, a team gets blown out the next game. But I think with this Denver team, you just can't count them out. If they split the next two games, they'll be down three to one, which is, you know, they're undefeated when they get down three to one in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, you still can't count this team out. And if if I'm Frank Vogel, what I'm telling the guys is, don't get overconfident. Don't get overconfident. They may get a little overconfident this game. This this Denver team is not going to go away. Even if you're up 3-0, even though history says it's impossible for a team to come back from down 3-0, this Denver team just doesn't want to go home. And Laker Tom, I want to ask you this. Uh, I see you already flashing the number four again, stressing that. How I wish do I, could have, I should have brought a broom from the garage. But oh my gosh! <laughs> time, you know. I mean, well, how yeah. do you get to that point? I mean, because Denver has been down like this before. I mean, you've got one of the most resilient teams ever when it comes to the NBA playoffs ever. And so how do you go ahead and come back from that? It's, I mean, you're just, you're fending off against overconfidence. It's a, it's a combination of things is first off, there's a law of averages. There's how many miraculous comebacks can you pull together in one 
playoff session, you know? Uh, they've done it twice against teams that were nowhere near the caliber of the Lakers. Now they just had their heart ripped out. They lost the one game that they should have won that would have kept them from being swept. And the Lakers, Frank Vogel is going to just jump on top of them for all of those turnovers, for not taking care of the ball, for the two point guards on the team basically having 11 turnovers. Um, in fact, I think they may have had more turnovers than assists. I'm not mistaken there. LeBron had, well, no, they had 20 assists, but 11 turnovers. Um, that's just not, you know, I mean, they let the Lakers off the hook and miss their one opportunity. Now they have their backs to the wall because if they lose the next game, their odds of winning, the odds of surviving and winning the series are exactly zero. It's never been done in history by better teams than them. Well, I'll tell you what, you get your right. broom ready. Get, if that's the case, get your broom ready if they win on game three. I'll let you go ahead I'll and have, do that. I'll have my broom for the, okay. I'll have my broom Tuesday night all right. I've got a nice little wisp broom in my car. It's a perfect size <laughs> for, for bringing on to the uh, set of the podcast. There you go. Hey, um, hey, if you, if you sweep the nuggets, you don't have to go 3 1. Right, that's, that's, the only, that's the only way to beat him. Should be telling them that, John. Good point. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll... I will say, if I'm Mike Malone, I'm telling my team, you know, we're a, we're one Jamal Murray three pointer or a couple of made free throws uh, in a game where we missed a lot of free throws. And they won Jamal the Murray missed a lot of three pointers. Uh, right, exactly. So uh, that's what I'm telling my team. I'm telling them, look, you're, you're we're hanging right in there. You know, like we all know, we've got they've got us right where they want us. Uh, they're down too well. They got to win one more, and then the series is over. You think the Lakers uh, are going to take their foot off the gas or the foot off their throats? No, no way. No, but I thought no I thought I didn't really think we took. I don't think we had such a huge energy letdown in the second half. I thought that well, we, we had an eight lead with with four minutes left to go. I, I thought and Denver we had a brilliant scheme that they went. Yeah, to. I think down the stretch uh, they did. Yeah, I thought that we had a difficult time adjusting to the pack the paint, and that's what I think. Well, we that's silly the... turnovers. LeBron threw up an but, air ball. But what, right. ball but what, out of what caused some of these turnovers? But that's Good the game defense. of basketball, right? Like, anyway, that's and what I'm telling my team. They had a lucky tip in from Joker. Uh, uh, Rondo hit a step know, back I, three, also. Right, yes. exactly. Well, that was way. That was, that was one way step earlier. back three he hit for he five years. Step back three in the wide open three in the fourth quarter late. A, a game like this just reminds me of that old Branch Ricky quote where he said, uh, luck is the residue of design. It just... <laughs> well, or if, like Phil said, you make your own luck. Well, exactly. If, if the Lakers do win... agree with that one. And if the Lakers do win on Thursday, uh, excuse me, Tuesday, Laker Tom will have his uh, broom set out. Personally, I like a Roomba instead. Well, well, so. well to, to be to be fair, <laughs> Chuck had it out first before Tom. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 It's hard around here to find a broom because my wife has four vacuums. I'll take the Roomba. I'll we vacuum the car. We vacuum the garage. We got a shop vac. Oh we got four that's... portable vacs. I'll take a oh cordless vac every time. Two or three yeah, Dysons. That's, that's, uh, that's the quote why, of the day, LT. Amelie. Why are still using a push broom? Can't, I mean, TNT can afford a Swiffer. There what was go. yellow? It was purple and gold, right? It was the yellow broom. I think that's why they had it. 
Well, uh, I'll tell you what, there's, well, before everybody gets out their brooms or their Swiffers or their Roombas or their va- cordless yeah, vacuums yeah, or any other cleaning device, we want to go ahead and check out what's going on during that game, obviously. And we'll be back here each and every day for the NBA playoffs. We will not be here tomorrow because there's no game scheduled tomorrow. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and give everybody a chance to update everyone on what they're doing on their respective platforms whether it's lakerholics.com or nba draft junkies so first off we're going to go ahead to sean aka magic man what you cooking up hopefully it's something good at lakerholics.com yeah actually gerald i'm i'm doing a, a preview on uh, uh bam out of bio moving forward i mean um because you already have miami game. and the lakers in the finals <laughs> exactly exactly and um when you watch Bam at that high elbow, he like he, he's even better than LeBron as a facilitator at, at that position. I, I don't think there's any player better at the high elbow to Those are facilitate. Some strong words, young man. Those well, I, words. I, <laughs> so, take you to I Twitter, mean, man. Take you to Twitter. Oh, bring it on! Because I I got the tape to back me up, so. <laughs> okay well uh we'll talk about that and you'll get to see uh, a lot of the reactions that are up there on uh lakerholics.com when he puts would you, that would up you trade bam for for Giannis? oh oh man um you have to think about that yeah yeah i would actually we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Okay, moving on to Laker Tom. What did you mean by that, Raphael? I mean, Giannis is a two-time MVP. First team all defense. I mean, I think I, I, hear, are... I, hear, that, I hear that Bam is, uh, is not going to be a part of any deal that they make. For Giannis, but not because they um, made him untouchable. Well, also they would they would make wait to sign him until until uh, the money they would they wouldn't sign him to his extension. He might might give the Bucks a sign and trade. Well, Well, I read Hero. I read the the main piece would be Hero because he's from that area. I've heard that too. I've I've and I've also heard the Heat. Talk about you know how hero they see hero as like another Booker. I just think that's trade bait leverage to me. I think hero is a really good player, but I I don't think he has the offensive uh, versatility that Book has. I don't. We didn't think Booker had it either. Coming out, I mean, they're both Kentucky guys who were better yeah. NBA rookies than they were right. in school. Who plays the no, best defense true. on him? Could you say John Calipari? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can look at Cat and, and say Cat is the a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cat's the best shooting big man ever, and he didn't shoot threes at Kentucky. Yeah. And, and as far as Bam goes, 
just transformed his body, man. I mean, it's sculpted. It's it's different now. He's not afraid of contact. He's aggressive offensively, and he's really cut. And he doesn't it's need obvious. to develop a shot like Giannis does. No, he doesn't. Or a free throws. And he did score 27 and 16 uh, the other day in the last game, so there's a lot to look forward to. He was the only real, true bright spot for the Miami Heat in Game 3, so we'll see going forward what's going on with that, and check out the upcoming article that Sean has coming up on Bam at a bio at Lakerholics.com. Jamie, I know you got uh, some things going on there, but before you head on out, my friend, what we got cooking at Lakerholics.com? Oh, I got a five things about the game. Uh, I'm not counting Miami out. Uh, FYI, I think I, I do think it will be Miami that adva- advances, but it's going to be by the hair of the chin and chin chin. Um, I feel like that Boston kind of unlocked uh, their offense with Gordon Hayward, and that's going to be a big thing for Miami to uh, adjust to. Um, I mean, it's not like Gordon Hayward went out and had all-star Gordon Hayward numbers either. He came out and made a couple of good passes, got some rebounds, hit a couple of clutch buckets, and that was enough to really change the entire tenor of that basketball game. I think Um, the – well, as I told Raphael when we did our wrap-up, I think the biggest number that stuck out to me that was most important for Gordon Hayward was the 30, and that was minutes played. I think that is the most important, at least for that game. It's huge for Brad Stevens. It's huge for Brad Stevens to be able to call that number for that much, for that many minutes. Now, how the ankle responds, is he able to do that again in a couple of days? They're lucky they have a couple of days off for Monday Night Football. Uh, gives them an extra day to kind of get his ankle right, um, which is, again, huge for Boston. I, I think that it's going to go 7-7, seven, seven and it'll come down to which of the two superstars between Butler and Tatum shows up, or Brown, I guess. Brown really showed me something in that last game um uh everybody should get a pep talk from marcus smart uh evidently if they have a bad if they have a bad game so you can turn it around and get yourself fired up uh, who do you think who do you think's the toughest matchup for the lakers of those two teams who should um, the lakers i think miami i think miami just because of bam um i think that that's that ad is going to eat any big man that boston trots out there uh, alive, and then if you toss in either Dwight or JaVale, that's a real matchup problem for Boston. Um, I, I, but either one presents difficulties. You know, with with Boston, you have so many guys that can put the ball on the floor, score, shoot the three. They're like a tougher version with more talent than Portland, um, and that that could be hard for our defense to overcome. But I, you know, I, I do like the Lakers chances against any of the teams left. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've picked the Lakers to win it all for a while. Like that, nothing, nothing I've seen has changed that uh, in my mind. Uh, Save, uh, you know, well, I, I won't even say it. There's, there's only one thing that can derail, derail us right now. And we're not, it's, 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 it's going to be like Voldemort, but it, sh- it, it will be the thing that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Uh Say no more. Say no more. Yeah, we all know. We all know. We all know what I'm talking about. Uh, So, I mean, that's that's my feeling. I I feel like, you know, the league would – I feel like the league would love Lakers-Boston more than anything because that's going to be the biggest TV revenue. But, honestly, there's a lot of cool narratives with Miami too. You know, you've got Riley versus L.A. You've got LeBron versus Miami. You've got, you know – 
The only thing missing would be Dwayne Wade over there against LeBron, but we're one season too too late for that. And they'll find a way to make that a story. Totally. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm sure they'll let D Wade into the bubble or something like so he's he's over he's over there next to Rondo's brother and they can duke it out or whatever. (laughs) Go ahead, Sean. You know what I mean? I know the the traditionalists will probably would probably prefer to see um a Lakers uh Celtics series, but to me the more juicy more more intriguing matchup is the Lakers and the Heat because now the Heat are a legacy franchise and they're playing the legacy franchise in the finals for the first time. I think that'd be really cool. I I think that'd be something that the NBA could really build up because with with or without Hero or uh, you know Robinson, the Heat are going to be contenders now for the next at least five years. Well, that's so, also. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say it's 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 an arms race now. Um, Brooklyn's coming, KD's coming back. We know what they're about. Miami Warriors are coming there. back. Warriors yeah, are coming back. So now, now we know what what's what's up. Which that's is why we have to win this year. Well, yeah. Exactly. But there's still a lot more to talk about when it concerns the rest of this series. And Jamie Sweet and Magic Man will have articles coming up on the way for Lakerholics.com. But before we get to Raphael and what he's doing with NBA Draft Junkies, Laker Tom, what are the 5,200 articles that you're working on this weekend at Lakerholics.com? Well, tomorrow we'll work on an AD article for sure. Um, I I just put an article. I I put an article out this afternoon, which is – who is the Lakers' third most valuable player at this point in time in the playoffs? Um, and it's, it's an interesting article because I, I went into the article thinking it was obviously going to be Rondo. <laughs> and uh, he, he scores. I, I basically went through the seven major categories that you'd judge a performance or a contribution to, to a championship run, net rating, plus minus, points, rebounds, steals. Um, and uh, Rondo's up there on every, in the top five on every one of those categories, practically. Um, The real surprise was Danny Green. (laughs) Danny Green was right up there with him on several things, including net rating and plus minus. So it's something I'm going to track and follow. And, uh, and hopefully at the end of the season, we'll have a a most valuable third player award uh, for Lakerholics.com. I'm also looking at, uh, at, I've got another article going on both. I've got an article on the Heat going and an article on the Celtics going. That's it? Why don't you <laughs> have one on every other? There's, all, there's only 30 NBA it. teams. You can't do it overnight when it happens so quick. So you got to invest some money in a losing proposition. You know, because <laughs> one, of, one of those stories isn't going to get published. Well, it's true. Well, um, I happen to think that uh, I happen to think that it's a better matchup for the Lakers to play the Heat. Um, because I I don't think that they really have a superstar, and it's going to be difficult for them oh. to guard KD. And and I don't mean any disrespect to Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler. Jimmy P. Jimmy Butler takes. All right, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler. This is all conjecture. This is all previous stuff. It's a little stuff. bit too much of an equal opportunity offense, if you will, if you ask me. All right, guys. Um, all right. Hey, okay. With whoever's hot in a particular situation, and sometimes 
that doesn't work when you get down at the end of a game. Okay, okay, guys. Duncan Robinson is always right, hot. Right. Hold on, hold um, on, hold on, guys. Enough, enough, enough of this preview stuff. Will you, will you let me finish before we're you jump We should be talking about this okay. in about three, four, five days from now, not exactly. now. Exactly. You asked me what I was working on. I'm telling okay. you what I was working well, in on. In a roundabout way, I was getting I didn't know it was going to come down to 10,000 words okay. or less. Well, I haven't had a chance to been interrupted three or four times. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, I think it's. I, I think that Boston has, Boston has players who have superstar potential that are at the breakout points, and uh, I agree. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and if they get back a healthy and a little bit of experience to to get by the ankle in. Uh, they're they're a much tougher matchup for the Lakers, I think. Um, I do think that Bam gives the Heat an element that that uh, the Celtics don't have, um, but it's still whoever's hot on that team, and they can be shut down just like I think the Rockets could be shut down, and the Blazers could be shut down, and the Lakers' defense I think can shut down a shooting team like that. Um, but I think the Celtics, because of their one-on-one ability, and they have a couple of guys who can guard LeBron and can guard AD, and that's why I think they're a tougher matchup. Now, having said that, I'm hoping for the Celtics because I <laughs> always believe you got to go through the best matchups, and I'm sorry to see – I was actually sorry to see the Clippers go out, although I enjoyed their demise greatly, and I was sorry to see Milwaukee go out because I think – Great championships come from playing great competition. And you get games like I think the Lakers had today because you didn't have the Clippers playing against them. They had the Nuggets, and they got overconfident and messy and sloppy with the ball. So, uh, But a lot of there will be some good discussion tomorrow. It's a great time to celebrate for the Lakers. A terrific shot by Anthony Davis, who is starting to put his mark on the series. And... It'll be interesting to see how much LeBron defers to him in the finals. Because, Go ahead. Because AD's goal is obviously, after not finishing first in the Defensive Player of the Year or in the MVP award, you know what award he wants to have. He wants to hold up the trophy, and he wants to be the finals MVP. And LeBron probably wants that for him. Who would be guarding in it to say uh, one last thing before we start stop previewing because this preview thing that's just driving me nuts that we're doing it right in the middle of the series. But <laughs> previewing, you you started it, Harold. You started uh, it. I started. I just, my I went down that dark road. But anyways, who guards AD? <laughs> on Boston? Lawyer, don't ask a question that you don't know the answer to. Well, who guards? <laughs> well, okay. I want to. I don't know this question. Who guards AD in boss on Boston? In Boston, Tice. Tice. Yeah. Who probably Tice. Tice. Oh, you I mean you mean that's forty points for AD? That's forty points for AD. Guard him, they'll double him, and they'll look to rotate. Yeah, they'll, they'll trust that we can't hit threes. That's a smart play for any team. I still think Miami's yeah. the worst matchup for us. I still think Miami's more versatile. That's why I think Miami. That's that's the game plan that uh, Denver just threw at us. Yeah. Hit threes. Yeah, Miami's the vers- more versatile of the two. I think they're they're a better matchup against the Lakers. So I'm hoping that Boston does win simply because of the fact that Boston is a worse matchup for the Lakers, just because the Lakers have too much size for Boston. 
But anyways, getting back to uh, what we're going here in the middle well, of the game. Doing what exactly See, what you got me. You sucked me into that. <laughs> Darn you. Anyways, before we head on out, Raphael, I know you're doing some great things at NBA Draft Junkie. So before I go down that road even further, and I get sucked I wanna, up. I want to go down it real fast. Okay, go I ahead. I just thought about <laughs> yeah. something. You, okay, you, yeah. you've been so patient, so absolutely. You've got, you got the Well, floor. I just thought about it after hearing Laker Times, um, his, his, his point. So think about it from this perspective. Doc Rivers did not want to stick around Boston because he didn't want to rebuild. Right. He basically got traded to the Clippers. Yeah. And if Boston makes it to the finals before Doc and the Clippers, that is absolutely hilarious. Awesome. Awesome. Irony. <laughs> yes, <It's> exactly. irony. <laughs> Couldn't awesome. have happened to a nicer guy. That's right. do <laughs> <laughs> that, Doc. <laughs> I, I feel some sarcasm in Laker Town's voice. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, as far as what you I'm know, doing, actually, uh, I really do. I really do like Doc. I respect him immensely as a man. Uh, I think that he's stood up and made some of the best comments that I've heard from any coach uh, about the, the Black Lives movement and and the importance of voting and things of that nature. Yes. Um, so I've gained a lot of respect for Doc uh, as a human being and as a leader. Um, as a coach, I'll leave it at that. Well, I think that's what has helped him keep his job throughout, you know, the fact that the Clippers haven't made it past the second round. The way he handled the Donald Sterling thing, yeah. I yeah, think personally. that has helped him. If he had a different personality, then I, I would have survived. Yeah. Right there. Yep. But, or, that, but that's good. You know, I, there's something to be said about character. You know, the Clippers definitely needed some character, and Doc brought it along. Would you yeah, say it's media friendly? Yeah, I was going to say media, media savvy, very media savvy. Yep. Yep. So, so Raphael, before we uh, head on out, my friend, I need you to give everyone an update on what's going on with NBA Draft Junkies because we won't be on the air until Tuesday, you and I, my friend. So, what's going on with you? Yeah, I should have a couple videos, um, at least two videos up by then. I mean, I, I have them. I'm like Laker Tom in a sense. I have them in the chamber. I just have to. <laughs> do a couple of tweaks before I release them. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that'd be it. Just uh, a Cassius Winston video. And then another video where a, a guest came on and he, he talked about it the big board. So funny because you've got videos in your chamber. Tom's got articles in his chamber. I've got podcasts waiting for me. So I've, well, see, like... I guess the difference is like with my videos, they get released no matter what Tom has Tom's Laker Tom's articles are like those t-shirts during the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> if you gotta be ready to you gotta be ready to ship the vaccine out you know yeah. when is it gonna be but yeah, that's he, what they teach you in journalism school he's he's that? actually that's what they teach you in journalism school i mean i'm a journalism major that's where i got my degree in and that's what they teach you be prepared have that stuff ready to go out like the obituaries of you know like rbg rest in peace uh you know they weren't just magically made in 10 minutes so a lot no. of those were already prepared way in advance. So I'm just and you have, to, those, you have to hope those for segments were cut. Hey, you know, like if the series goes three three, then you're really in a hole. Yeah. If the series <laughs> goes three one, you can slip in. You'd slip in that. Let's say it's three to one the Heat. Well, well, slip in that Celtics thing in a what if type of situation. You know. Yeah, here we go. Good thing we didn't play the Celtics. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. We're already yeah, down no, this road. I was, I was, yeah, no, I was, I was, I was just gonna add. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to uh, respond, but Tom thought that uh, 
the Clippers acquiring a real point guard would actually solve the problems. I actually don't think there's a point guard out there that, that <laughs> they need. They need a they need a vocal guy who's going to be able to get inside Kawhi and PG and uh, push them over the edge. And LeBron's already Kawhi, playing for the Lakers. Kawhi, Kawhi left that guy. He's still in Toronto. And I don't think the Raps are going to trade him to the Clippers. So. He needs Rondo. Maybe yeah, we... he, need, he needs somebody like that. Doc they, and Rondo they, can reunite. They need some type of <laughs> deal. They need some type of illegal deal where Chris Paul accepts a buyout and Ballmer pays him under the table $85 million. That's right. And here comes he'll get, Microsoft, he'll get, he'll get Microsoft shares. And here comes Laker Tom. And here comes Laker Tom to trade JaVale McGee on top of it. So uh, here, well, there you go. I wish JaVale played better because now it's just it's just an exciting contract. Here we go. You got to hope for one, like, 20 and 10 breakout game for JaVale, Tom. You, that's why you leave him in the lineup, just for trade, just for trade purposes. There's something to be said about that, Jamie, I think I, so. And on that that's note. the game now. They've shown how close they can get. And so on, now, no more, no and, more. And on that see, note, on that note, we'll go ahead and close it out here. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Jamie Sweet and Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, I thank you guys so much. You can catch all both, both the work, both their great work and their articles, five things from Jamie Sweet, and also the great articles on Bam Adebayo coming up, uh, you know, because that's coming up for him because he's already preparing to go down that road already. In fact, we're well on that road. We're on the highway. My gosh. You can go ahead and oh, check out exit. the – yeah, exactly. He win, he win yeah, I know. I've got my blinker on. on. I'm passing people right and left. But I want to go hey, ahead I'm and say. On, I'm on the BAM train. I'm on the BAM train big time. That guy's got a lot of great skills. He's, he's got, he's got a great future. Absolutely. He's but got, he, exactly. He's I, two I years away from being a dominant player. player. All, right, all right, all right. Well, you could, you could read more and discuss more about BAM Adebayo yeah, on Sean Grice's upcoming article on LakerHollies.com. Jamie Sweet's got a lot of great things going with us. Five great things coming up for the article at Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom has 10 million articles, and I'm increasing the number <laughs> proportionately to what he's got going on at Lakerholics.com. I just got but only 5 million get posted. On medium. Yes, at Laker Tom on Twitter, at Rafael Barlow. Please check out Rafael Barlow's great stuff that he's doing today at NBA Draft Junkies and the Run the Floor podcast. But remember, if you want to go ahead and hit him up, he's got one of the best Twitter handles out there at Barlow 500. But for me, it's at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. And then also don't don't forget the for the latest coverage and latest news and information on anything in pop culture. We drop a new episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos on Monday. Since there's no Lakers Fast Break coming up that's new and fresh on Monday, check out the Pop Culture Cosmos on Monday as well. Well, my friends, it's been great going down the road with you after a brilliant victory Last second escape for the Lakers, 105 to 102. I'm so thrilled. I'm still glad I still have my voice and Laker Tom as well. But 105, 102 victory over the Denver Nuggets. Two games to zero in the Western Conference Finals. We'll see what happens coming up for the game on Tuesday. And we'll be right back at you here coming up this week. I want to go ahead and say, please, if you can, vote. Register to vote if you're not already, but please vote and make a better world for our future. Thank you so much for listening to us and watching us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.